This is episode 9 with Mike Yates of the Entrepreneur's Tribe podcast. We interview some of the most brilliant minds in business and entrepreneurship so you can learn how to maintain success, enjoy its rewards and take it to the next level. Together, we break down all of the myths, legends, struggles and insights behind what it takes for you to join this tribe of successful entrepreneurs to grow and stay ahead of the pack. I'm your host, Joel Ong of the Entrepreneur's Tribe Podcast, and welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Tribe Podcast. My name is Joel Ong, and I'm the founder and video strategist here at Tip Your Time. And at Tip Your Time, we do video production primarily, uh, but we also handle the strategy and the business uh, implementation of the video asset that you're going to get at the end of it. Um, but anyway, um, I'm also the host for this podcast. And today we have a special guest. Uh, his name is Mike Yes, and he's a keynote speaker who is featured on Forbes, TEDx, and LinkedIn. And he is also a former education programs coordinator, curriculum developer, and teacher with more than 10 years of experience. Um, so Mike's mission is to transform the K-12 education experience as the team leader at Alpha an innovative and independent school that uses adaptive learning software in place of direct instruction. Sounds interesting. And he's also one of the founders of Guide, which is a life skills training platform for high school students. So Mike's really on a mission to disrupt and innovate school. And every student at Alpha, interestingly enough, performs in the top 10% of students their age on the MAP assessment. And so I wanted... Mike to come on board to talk to us about you know the journey of entrepreneurship from uh, being as an employee and also to teach us more about you know how to learn how to learn. So I'm not going to go into detail on this. Uh, I'll let you listen to the episode yourself. But if you like this, uh, enjoy this episode, please do leave a review, subscribe to the podcast and share this with your friends and family over this festive season so that you know you have something enjoyable to listen to while you're driving or going to work and stuff like that. And please pardon me, my voice sounds a little bit weird today. I just recovered from a long uh, bout of flu and I hope that doesn't bother you too much while listening. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. So Mike, um, I know that a lot of of guests are um, very intelligent people and successful high performers, um, some not necessarily doing well in school. And, you know, education may not seem directly relevant. Uh, but I wanted to ask you on board on a show with us because I believe that a lot of us can learn a lot more about how we perform as individuals. And it's directly influenced by, you know, how we have been brought up in our early education. Um, and we can still take on some of these habits that, you know, children possess to more effectively live our lives in the workplace and outside. So could you tell us more about that and, um, you know, how, how, you, how you end up doing what you do today? Yeah, so um, yeah, so for me, um, I ended up in education, um, sort of in this position where I'm I'm trying to uh, trying to disrupt the industry, tra- transform the industry, um, sort of change things uh, with the way that you know both children and adults learn. Because um, as a child, I was very very well well aware that my success in life did not necessarily come down to how much math I knew or, or how much science I knew, how, how good of a writer um, I necessarily was. 
but it, it, it boiled down to the skills that I could learn to accomplish the tasks that were in front of me. And, and because of that, I didn't feel the pressure to go to a very prestigious college. I, I didn't feel the pressure to sort of keep up with the Joneses in that way. And uh, it was a very unpopular with a lot of my, my friend's parents, right? Like friends' parents thought I was going nowhere. They told my friends not to hang out with me. Uh, they called me a loser, right? And, uh, and, and that's because I was actually focused on like, like what I could learn and, and how I could learn best as opposed to memorization and regurgitation of academic content. Uh, and, and when was this? So for me, this was like, I mean, <laughs> this started at like, it started when I was about eight years old. Uh, I, I read a lot and I knew that I could learn a lot from books. Um, and and by the time when I, when I, when I turned eight, I started, uh, I started a, a, a typing class in my school. And I remember looking into uh, like what, what what was called the Macintosh computer at the time, which is now what we know as the Mac. Um, I was looking into this screen and I was thinking, this thing can tell me when I misspell a word. And I just, I, I right there, it hit me at eight years old. I was like, there's no reason for me to ever study for a spelling test again. And I, I, I yeah, so like in that moment, I just realized like the world is different. And the, the product that's being sold to me in school is not responding to where this, where this thing is going to be. So I, I just realized like everything is based on the task and whatever task I need to accomplish, I'll just learn whatever skill that is, accomplish the task and move on. Right. And, and, and just to give some context to who's listening, uh, what year was this? I mean, when you were eight, like, I mean, what period of... Uh... When I was eight, uh, that would be 1998. Um, technology is new, computers are new. Like, I, I'll never forget that everybody thought the world was going to end in the year 2000. The Y2K, everyone thought, like, for sure, uh, all the computers are going to crash and we're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, so what, what's, uh, what's the, the thing you love most about what you're doing right now, Mike? I mean... Yeah, well, what I what I love most about what I do is 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 that I feel like I have a direct impact on on what happens in the world in the future. Um, I, I feel like education is a very important space, um, but it is is in the United States anyway. It is one of the spaces that um, has largely remained without innovation um, in about the last one hundred years. I mean, you know, school is still it still looks and feels the same as it did in the nineteen hundreds today. So I like that I have an impact on the future. I, I love that I have a, a new challenge every day when I wake up. Um, I, I don't have it all figured out. You know, I sort of have to take things apart, break things and put them back together as I figure out what I'm doing. So I love that. Right, awesome. Um, so you probably must have had some some role models when you were, you were growing up, right? I mean, who are the people that you admired the most and, and why? Oh, yeah, um, I definitely had some role models. Um, the, 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 the number one role model that I had was the closest person to me, which is my mom. Um, you know, I, I grew up, I was raised only by my mother. I grew up in a single parent home and um, I sort of watched her 
uh, you know, do things differently as a, as a professional and as a, as a teacher herself. So I learned a lot from her. I learned that, that uh, you know, things were open to interpretation, so to speak. Um, but I also learned the value of work from my mother. Uh, she, like nothing seemed like it was too difficult for her. Um, she approached things, you know, when she had a lot of work to do or when she had something that was very difficult in front of her. She just approached it in, in, in the, with the mindset of like, how many hours do I have to put in to accomplish this thing? So for her, um, work and success is just that. It's just a, it's just a function of time. So she knew that if she gave enough time to any one task, she would always accomplish it. So I learned that um, from watching her, and it was it, it, it's had a really really you know deep impact on my life. And uh, other than her, the second role model uh, is, is a teacher that I had when I was in high school. Uh, by the name of Mr. Martin, who just wouldn't let me. Uh, be average. <laughs> like he, he pushed and pulled everything out of me that he could and uh, made me join the speech and debate team where I learned a ton um, about myself and a ton about the world. So uh, definitely those two people uh, stick out in my mind. Yeah, you, you talked about some things that are very interesting to me. I mean, um, you know, in, in today's world, you, you talked about technology as well. I mean, we often get so distracted, we try to do too many things at one time. But, um, you know, interestingly enough, you, you, you said that, you know, your, your closest role model, your mom, um, focus on just doing one task and getting that, get done, you know, going deep on that and uh, making sure you see that through to the finish the, so that it's successful. Um, and it's just a combination of work and attitude, really. Uh, it's something that resonates with me a lot. And uh, But I just want to segue into, you know, um, about about your background. Because it's, it's interesting to me that, uh, you, you know, you're sort of almost like a re- renaissance man, almost, so to speak, where you know, you're not only just a teacher, but you're an entrepreneur. Right. You're, you're doing a lot of many different things at one time. You talked about, you know, uh, debates and speech. I mean... Um, these are some things that are, I, I see a common thread where, you know, involves communication with people, involves learning. So I want to segue into, you know, um, how we can improve our learning ability, um, regardless of wherever background or, you know, title that, and position or stage of life that we hold. Uh, I think that's something universal. And uh, just, can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so... You know, learning really, you know, in um, in, in anything, any, in, no matter what field you're in, the best thing to do is to, number one, is to set your mind on always learning something, right? Like, like nobody knows everything, um, even, even those of us who feel like we're really experienced, right? So, like, you may be the best carpenter on planet Earth but there's something that you can always learn. There's always something that you can do better. So as long as you have room for improvement, you have room to learn something new. So I think that's the first thing. It's a mindset that people have to have. And the second thing that people have to to know to to keep and continuously uh, learn things is that that knowledge, like knowledge itself is truly infinite. Like there are, um, there are an infinite amount of things that you can learn about the world and systems and processes. And the, the, to me, one of the interesting things is that like, I can never run out of things that I don't know. Um, and, and there's always something new to fascinate me if I really, really want to go deep enough. 
Um, so, so you can never truly know everything about your field. And I think the, the second that you feel comfortable where, where you feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I'm, I'm one of the best at what I do. Uh, I don't feel like I need to learn from anybody else. And I think you're in real trouble. Um, and, and so in terms of like process for learning, uh, w one of the things that I do is I just read a ton of stuff and I read uh, a lot of uh, books that don't have anything to do with my field. So um, my, my biggest advice for people is like, say you are, you work in finance. I, I would caution somebody in finance to go read sociology and see what you can learn about people so that you can, like you were talking about, so you can connect with human beings mm -hmm. um, and, and it will elevate your career in finance, right? Like if, if you are a sports coach, and I think you need to go read about psychology, right? Like, I think pe like we need to figure out what we can learn from other careers and, and, and learn those things in, in lifetime. And so that's like, I, I spend a lot of my time reading business books um, because yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes, I'm an educator. Um, I'm kind of like this hodgepodge of like different things that I don't really fit anywhere. But uh, I love that because I can learn from a bunch of different fields. As a matter of fact, the most important things that I do as an educator and the most innovative and edgy things that I do, I get them from business books. I, you know, I once taught this um, this course on on how to flip stuff on eBay, but it was because I read Gary Vaynerchuk's book Crush It, and I thought, oh, I could share this with with students, right? Um, on to the same note, um, as an entrepreneur, um, I want to connect with people on uh, like in a pitch situation, so I read Talk Like Ted. Right? And I learned uh, how, how to communicate on a deeper scale with human beings. So I think it's, it's just all about like learning that, or knowing that you can learn an infinite amount of things and you can learn an infinite amount of things outside of your immediate career field. Yeah, so I mean, what's your philosophies around that? I mean, the objective is that never an end goal? Is it always a process thing? Because I'm thinking about, you know, someone who, I mean, I've experienced this myself where, you know, um, yeah, if you get comfortable and you think, yeah, I'm the shit right now, um, then, you know, it, it starts to go downhill from then on because then your ego or your arrogance or hubris, so to speak, comes into play and then, you know, you start to, to fall off on certain things and um, uh, lose your age, so to speak. Uh, but what about, you know, people who, you know, are consistently always at the age, but, you know, now there's no reference point, really. I mean, the, if, you can, right. if you can read anything in the world, they could read anything in the world, but we have a uh, limited time on our hands. So uh, what would be, what would be questions that you, we could ask ourselves in our minds to be able to have that conversation around what um, tangential fields of, um you know, be it books or knowledge that we could, and wisdom that we could tap on um, to further, you know, enhance what we are doing currently? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's a couple of things. I think uh, there, there are three questions that I normally ask myself. Uh, the first question is, what do you need to do? So if I am working on a project or if I, am, if I know there is a task coming um, for me, I ask myself first, what do I, what is that task? What do I need to do? The second thing is I ask myself, how much time do I have? Like in my schedule, how much time can I make for reading, for research, uh, for writing about this, this certain topic? 
I have uh, four kids and a wife, so I have to split my time between, um, you know, work, uh, side hustles, my family. So I, I, I make sure that I check my time. And then the last question that I ask is how deep do you want to go? So I think if you answer those questions, you will actually start to create learning goals for yourself whether that's a time limit or whether it's like a, a number of books or articles that you want to read or whether it's like a certain level of depth. Like if you say to yourself, like, I want to read enough about, I want to learn enough about computer science, um, enough about Python to where I could write a few lines of code in Google script. Then once you're able to do that task, you know that you're done and you can move on to something else. Um, in terms of like guardrails, like when should you stop? I really don't know the answer to that yet, because because I I kind of I uh, I am blessed to have ADHD, and so I am constantly fascinated by other things. So I, I don't know any other way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, when when I when I figured out, I'll let you know. <laughs> cool, cool. So uh, just to make sure I understood you, um, so three questions. First, what do I need to do? Second, uh, how much time do I have? And third, how deep do you want to go? Yep. Cool. Um, awesome. So uh, I want to segue into maybe because you, you spend a lot of time as an educator and transforming the way that uh, that, that, that we learn things. I mean, um, it, it's fascinating because, you know, in psychology, they, they, they study and they observe children. And um, I, I think there's a recent video that's going around on like social media or LinkedIn where, you know, they let a bunch of kids just run the, the racing track, you know, the, the track and field uh, hurdles. And then you watch each of the individual kids just like break all the rules that they could possibly have. Like some of them wouldn't even jump the yeah. hurdles. They would just go around and some of them would kick it down and just, you know, uh, run right through, you know. Um, some would uh, be more, you know, rules abiding and actually do it. Uh, you know, it's very fascinating because each uh, individual child can, uh, they, you know, they have, we have innate superior learning abilities as children. So, uh, and we're very perceptive about the world around us. So, I mean, you spend a lot of time with, you know, uh, this, this bunch of uh, kids. So, could you tell us about, you know, some things that you observe that we could perhaps take on for where we are now that maybe we have forgotten or, you know, uh, you know that, that could, we could be reminded of, you know. Uh, that could actually enhance what we're currently doing. Yeah, I, yeah. The 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 coolest thing about working with kids is that they are, um, they they are, they are. Um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this. So kids are number one. They're they're constantly fascinated with the world, um, and I and I think that. If, if if people if more people thought like children do, they would like you would approach your career differently. You'd appro you'd approach a bad day differently, um, because there's there's like with them every day is a new day, and so a lot of times like a kid can have a really really bad day, um, and then the next the next morning come in and bounce right back. Um, so for me personally, I I always look at that and I say, man, like look at this, like look at all this energy coming from them. So I think one of the things that you can take from them uh, is, is to have like an energy about your day and an energy about the things that you do, a very positive uh, uh, energy about the things that you do. The, the other things about, uh, about kids uh, in terms of like, um, in terms of learning is that they match enthusiasm. And, and I think that they're a good mirror of what happens 
in adulthood or, or with any audience really. So if, if I present some topic, idea, thing to a child, and, and I personally am not enthusiastic about it, if I don't care about it, um, then they will reciprocate that. that. That happens with big audiences. And I know like a lot of public speaking, speaking coaches tell people about that, but I think it happens in a business meeting. I think it happens with customers. I think it happens with coworkers, right? Like humans reciprocate the emotions that we give to each other. It's just more obvious with a child. Um, and so I think that uh, like, like taking that lesson from children, like be, be positive if you want people to be positive back to you. Be nice if you want people to be nice back to you. Um, I think that that, that that makes it really obvious. And the, the last thing that's really, really nice about working with kids is that they know more and they're far more capable than most adults believe about them. And, and so if you wanna know the truth about your product or your service, or whatever it is that you're doing, go find a 13 year old and ask them about it. And they will tell you the honest truth. They will tell you, I don't like that. I think that's lame. I think that's cool. Uh, this would be cool if you did X, Y, or Z, right? And so uh, I, 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 I think it is like the children in that, that way, in those ways are very fascinating uh, for like career professionals and business owners, honestly. <laughs> so like we, we all have uh, test babies and test kids you know in the offices <laughs> you know right yeah like I, I think that like like if you look at a, a very big company like Nike yeah one of the areas that they struggle the most in is they struggle to reach the, the demographic between ages 13 and 18 and the reason why is because you have a bunch of old people in a room that are going like oh kids will love this but why don't you just ask the kid They'll tell you what they'll love. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very true. It's very true, and yeah, I mean, I I learned this. Uh, I learned this from a very good friend of mine. You know, who who's a very accomplished, successful guy. Uh, he also talked about you know how to communicate simply, like. It, you only yeah. truly understand something if you can say in simple terms. So one way that he, you know, just to give some value to whoever's listening as well, um, he always said like, you know, uh, explain this to me as if I'm a, I'm a, you know, five-year-old. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it's incredibly, incredibly hard to do so. Like you'll be surprised you know, how many concepts that you can't explain in those simple terms. But if you can't, then it means you probably haven't understood that at a deep enough level where, um, you could you could communicate that across uh, in a clear, you know, simple fashion. Yeah, there's actually a series on YouTube. It's it may also be a television show, but it's called Wired, and they actually have an entire segment where they pair like an industry expert with a five year old, and they have to explain it to the child, and for them to like pass the test, the child has to be able to explain back to the expert what they're talking about. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's wow. so true yeah, yeah yeah you can't explain it to a five-year-old you don't really know it so that's good i love that <laughs> cool cool so um yeah we're running out of time mike so uh just a couple of last questions i mean um if if you had to you know if you could do everything completely uh, over again i mean would there be some things that you would do differently and why the only thing that i would do differently um if i had to do everything over again uh, is I would save more money when I was young uh, so that I could have launched some of these business ideas that I'm working on now earlier. Um, but other than that, 
there's really nothing different about my career that I would have done um, uh, differently in the past. I mean, it's it's a uh, I, I sort of like the way that it's that, that it is unfolded, uh, and uh, the, all of the experiences that I've had, I'm, I'm really, really happy with up to this point. So there's there's nothing other than not taking on college debt uh, that I would have uh, done differently. Cool, cool. Um, so last question. I mean, uh, how do people get in contact with you? You know, if they want to find out more, and maybe just you know a short plug about you know, some of the business ideas that you you talked about or uh, what you're currently working on right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, the best way to get in contact with me is on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Uh, you can just search me, Mike Yates. I am the number one Mike Yates on LinkedIn. So if you, uh, if you search it. I also, you can go to my website, which is yatesmike.com um, to, to figure out what I'm up to as well. I, I have a blog on there and I, I, I frequently update it. That's also uh, a great way to get in contact with me. Um, so you know, I do public speaking and trainings all over the place. Uh, so uh, you know, I'm I'm actually just starting to do um, education trainings with international organizations, like uh, some in the UAE, some in Nigeria, um, some in Israel. And so uh, if if you know if people are interested in learning about education or having me come speak, please let me know. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's a, a pleasure to have you here today, Mike. Uh, thank you for your time and uh, you're always happy and welcome to come back again. Awesome, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Entrepreneur's Tribe podcast. Head over to video.sell.com V-I-D-E-O-T-H-A-T-S-E-L-L.com to download your free report on 8 simple ways to grow your business using video and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are listening on. And once again, I'm Joel Ong and I want to appreciate you for listening in. And please leave us a review because you have a unique story and we want to hear it. Talk to you soon.